welcome back to Brooks Books. In this episode, I'll be reviewing Golden Ticket by Kate Egan, and the featured author is Andrew Clements. was the last episode before Christmas and all through the house. Not a microphone was stirring. Not even, the mouse says. Ho, 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 welcome to my very Christmassy episode of Brooks Books. Two days until Christmas and I am ready to review some books. I really like the ones about me. We have no emails or comments this episode, so send them in. Ho, ho, ho. All right, time to get serious. Goodbye, Santa. Here's my summary for The Golden Ticket. Ash has always been the smart kid. It's always been easy for her, but she has a secret. Her advanced classes are too much, and she can't handle them. Ash knows someone will find out soon, so she needs to keep her status up by winning the quiz bowl, but then she does something no one would ever expect her to do, and she has to fess up, even if it means she'll lose her reputation if anyone found out what she did. Can Ash realize that being smart isn't all what you need to be? I just finished this book and I loved it. It just came out this year and I found it on the new bookshelf at my library and decided to give it a try. And I was got a lot of books last time, so I was like, "Eh, maybe, Mom. But I read the description and I was like, I'm hooked. Time for the author information. As you know, Kate Egan wrote this book, and she also wrote countless picture books, and she wrote a couple of guides to series like The Hunger Games and The Divergent series. Time for the first chapter. Chapter one, obviously. Every morning, while most kids zigzagged across town in yellow buses, Ash McNulty got, got to school by, on her own two feet. She could leave home just minutes before the bell and still arrive early since she lived six houses away from the front entrance. Today, though, Ash almost wished she weren't a walker. It was spring in other places, but winter was still holding on in her small town in May. From the fogged-up kitchen window, Ash saw an angry gray sky and a shower of frozen rain, more like slush, really, pouring down on what was left of the snow on her family's front yard. April wasn't supposed to be like this. Ash zipped her coat and put on her hood, pulling the drawstrings so tight that only her eyes and nose were showing. Her younger sister, Gracie, clutched the only umbrella that they could find between them. Ready, Gracie said. Their parents had already left for a staff meeting at work, but the girls were old enough to get to school on their own now. Ash nodded, pulled open the door, and locked it as fast as she could. Her hood was soaked and slipping over her eyes in two seconds flat, and by the time Ash wrenched it off. Gracie was already halfway to school using the umbrella like a shield to push her way through the sleet. Gracie waited at the school's front door as Ash peeled her coat open, and she handed Ash the umbrella, leading the way inside and announcing, You can have it for the walk home. Thanks, Ash replied, but you should keep it. I'm staying after for quiz bowl practice, remember? Just saying the words was enough to make her nervous. The Quigley School quiz bowl was only three days away. The quiz bowl was technically a fundraiser, but everyone knew it was way more than that. It was like a party, and a contest rolled into one. 
Teachers, parents, little brothers and sisters, even kids who'd finished quickly years ago. Everyone in town came out on on a Friday night to feast on the cookie buffet and cheer on the brave kids who volunteered to answer trivia questions on stage. It was almost a given that a fifth grader would win. After all, the fifth graders were the oldest kids in the school. Last year, though, there was a surprise upset. A super smart fourth grader, Ash herself, had taken the top spot. Now, of course, she had to do it all over again. She had to. Oh, yeah, Gracie said like the quiz bowl was just some distant memory. Well, good luck with that. See you later. She shrugged and headed away, twirling the umbrella. Shaking her hair out, Ash headed down a quiet hallway in the direction of her classroom. She might be wet and freezing, but the steady hum of the coffee machine and the smell of coffee from the teacher's room warmed her up. The school secretary, Miss Caruso, waved from behind her window and Ash sighed. If only the whole day could feel so calm and cozy. Miss Cooper, Ash's teacher, was stapling papers in her classroom upstairs. What happened, she asked. You're drenched. Ash hung up her dripping coat and stood next to the radiator until she got hot. Then Miss Cooper handed her the papers and Ash got to work. Since Ash was a walker and an early bird, she often helped Miss Cooper get ready for the morning. This used to be her favorite part of the day, but now was the part when the butterflies started swirling in her stomach. One of these days, her secret would be out. Would it be today? She tried not to think about it as she filled every student's mailbox. Now Ash could hear her classmates in the hallway barreling toward room 204 like a mob. When the door swung open, 20 people entered all at once, shining winter gear. Soon the sturdy snow would finally dissolve into muck, but right now it, that still seemed a long way off. As the fifth graders removed their boots and put on their inside shoes and the classroom filled with the sounds of zippers and squelch of wet socks, there was a lot on her mind, but some habits were automatic. Ash rushed to her desk to protect it before it was too late. Hey, Ash, Caden said as he dumped his backpack on the desk next to hers. A cloud of sand rose out of it and settled all over her stuff. He had a light orange ring around his lips. He should have used a napkin after breakfast. Hi, Kaden, Ash said tightly. She moved her pencil case into her desk so it wouldn't get crushed. Twinsies, Ellie announced. She was still in the doorway, but her greeting was for Ash. They were the furthest thing from twinsies. Ellie had long, shiny black hair, while Ash's was not even a recognizable color. A little red, a little brown, and not quite in a ponytail. The doctor said that Ellie was on track to be six feet tall, and Ash was still waiting for a growth spurt. But Ash called back twinsies because she and Ellie had the same lime green parka. Ellie hung hers up next to Ash's and eyed her desk on the other side of Caden's. Ellie was Ash's ally in an ongoing battle. When Ash was out of the classroom, Ellie made sure Caden's mess didn't spread. Before a morning meeting, the other kids scrambled to check their mailboxes and sharpen their pencils and sign in for school lunch. Ash was ahead of everyone else, though, so she just waited. This happened to her a lot. She opened a chapter 8 of her book she kept on hand for just this reason. She was with Lucy Pavensi looking for Edmund in Narnia when Miss Cooper triple-clapped to get her class's attention. Welcome, friends, she said, to a cheerful Tuesday morning. To Miss Cooper, every morning was cheerful. She began the day with some important business. Permission slips were due soon for the fifth grade trip to Funtown. Ash still remembered when she was back in kindergarten, counting how long it would be until she was old enough for the field trip to the amusement park. 
Finally, it was going to be her turn. The class did a few stretches and listened to more announcements. Now that we have exercised our bodies, Miss Cooper said, let's begin to exercise our minds. First up was the word of the day, a vocabulary challenge. Does anyone know what this one means, Miss Cooper asked? It was a short word, garb. But Ash didn't know it. I should know what Ash thought. People would expect her to know it. Her mind raced. Did it have to do with trash, like garbage? Or maybe it was grab, switch letters, and the two words were the same? Or what if it was something to eat? Now, Ash was widely guessing. Caden leaned over until his elbow was almost in her belly button. Well, he whispered, Caden thought she was a walking dictionary. He was sure that if anyone knew what garb was, it was Ash. That was because Ash was sort of in Miss Cooper's class, but also sort of in another. She'd heard all Miss Cooper's plans for the day, but she wouldn't actually take part in them. Since the minute language arts started, Ash would leave this classroom and go downstairs. She was in Mr. Lopez's classroom for language arts and math, 90 minutes for each subject. By the time you added in lunch and recess, plus specials like gym and art, Ash was out of Miss Cooper's room more than she was in it. Her most-of-the-time teacher was actually Mr. Lopez. Ash's other class was called Talent Development. People called it GT, though, for gifted and talented. And you carried the label from the minute you got a high score on your test in second grade. The top 2% of the school went to Mr. Lopez, and Ash had been going for so long that GT was part of her name by now. Garb. For some reason, the word reminded Ash of Halloween. She raised her hand and waited to be called on. No one else was even trying. Ash, said Miss Cooper, is it like a costume, she guessed. The teacher's smile was a ray of sunshine. Yes, it can be, she replied. Garb is any kind of special clothing, like a uniform or a ball gown, even a wizard's robes. Hands shot up as people offered other examples. Motorcycle jackets, bowling shoes, tutus. Kane jabbed Ash in the ribs. You're 12 for 12, he announced. She shrugged modestly, but she had been keeping careful track of her record, too. A run like this was what she needed in the quiz bowl. Ellie gave her a thumbs up and an eye roll at the same time. Thumbs up for the right answer, eye roll for Caden. Then Miss Cooper's phone started jumping around on the desk. The ringer was off, but it was vibrating like crazy. She glanced down, and she must have seen the call was summoned from inside the school because she held her finger up. That was her sign for the class to keep quiet and wait. Ash was about to return to Narnia when she heard her name. Ash McAnulty, said Miss Cooper into the silence. Of course, I'll send her right down. She ended the call and told Ash, they want to see you in the office, sweetie. Oh no, Ash thought, this is it. And I'm going to stop there. Wasn't that fantastic? I left you on a cliffhanger, so hopefully you'll go read it. Um, as I said, it's a fantastic book, and I love the storyline, the characters, and especially the problems throughout the book. Time for the cautions. The cautions are nothing. There's absolutely nothing inappropriate in Golden Ticket, and I recommend this book for kids ages 8 and up. Time for the featured author, Andrew Clemens. He was born in Camden, New Jersey in 1949 and moved to Springfield, Illinois in the middle of sixth grade. During his senior year in high school, he received an A on a poem he had turned in, which was a rare thing to get in that class. And his teacher told him, Andrew, this poem is so funny. You should have it published. The praise set him to be a writer, and he has many famous books. He's married to Rebecca Clements. He has four sons named Charles, Nathaniel, George, and John. Time for some fun facts. Some of his favorite foods are pizza, steak, and farm stand corn on the cob. 
Early in his career, he was a songwriter, and in 2007, he won the Edgar Allan Poe Award for his children's book, Room One, A Mystery or Two. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening this week, and have a Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night.